Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host, Nay Renly. My guest is Drew Stewart. Our minute starts at zero hours, 25 minutes, and finishes at zero hours, 25 minutes, 59 seconds. The scene begins with Benoit Blanc talking with Miles on the top floor, interior level of the Glass Onion building, and ends with Miles asking Benoit for his invitation, cutting off midway through the word invitation. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I was really excited. <laughs> Welcome to the Glass Onion. Ooh, it's so bright in here. <laughs> it's a beautiful onion. We're going to look around it. We're going to look at Daniel Craig's craggly old face. What a handsome man. <laughs> what a handsome man, indeed. And Ed Norton, also handsome. Oh, man. Everybody in Hollywood. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, so we don't have any new actors or characters introduced in this scene, but we do have one character, which I'd like to point out. Its name is Baby Blue. Actually, a very important character. But um, at, for right now, we only know it as just a, a wild eccentricity of of Mr. Miles Braun. That's right. It's a motor car. It's on his roof. <laughs> is that a motor car? <laughs> Benoit Blanc and his old-fashioned phrasing of that and his bewilderment of why you would put a car on the roof. We should give Ed Norton the Oscar right now just for... Because there's nowhere to drive it on the island. Mm -hmm. just, just the way that he hits that. Like, what are you, dumb? <laughs> yeah. Like, of course I put it on the roof because there's no road. <laughs> goes anywhere I go, all around the world. So when it goes somewhere where I can't drive it, I just put it on the roof with a helicopter, I'm guessing. I, <laughs> I didn't even think about, like, how does it even get on the roof? So not only is this car on the roof, it's spinning and it has a dome to protect it from the elements over that. But not all the way over it, like Beauty and the Beast, more like like a hat. Oh, yeah, that's my baby blue. It's one of a kind. That would have been interesting. Like he has to, we have to solve the mystery before like the wheels fall off of yeah. Baby Blue. Hubcaps have been <laughs> dropping off since his 12th birthday. So he says that this car is a one of a kind, but it's not. Oh. It's a Porsche 918 Spider in a factory color called liquid metal chrome blue. So if you have $1.6 million, you could own this car. Hey, that's that's not a bad idea. I'll start saving. I looked up a little bit about this car. It was unveiled in 2013. Uh, it has a V8 engine paired with a hybrid motor. It can hit 62 miles per hour in 2.6 seconds, which is quick. And it has a top speed of 214 miles uh, per hour, which is also that, quick. That's also quick, yes. <laughs> and uh, Porsche Cars of North America provided the vehicle at the request of the filmmaker. The article I found was pointing this out as being one of the maybe character flaws of, of Miles Braun, because this is not that great of a car, because it's not old enough to really be uh, a vintage collectible, but it's also not the newer hybrids or anything that could actually go further on the electric engine, which you think he would want. Hmm. So it's kind of like a flashy car that's a little bit shallow in, in why he thinks it's the best car. That, and I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All these gems in this movie where like the more you know about something, the more you can realize is slightly wrong. <laughs> 
That's great. I'll add it to the list. (laughs) Yeah, somebody said that. I should have looked it up. I did. I did see in a VFX breakdown that the car is completely computer generated in these shots. Oh, okay. So it is one of a kind in that it's a computer kind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Porsche cars of North America really uh, went all out by sending them a computer generated image. I guess there are shots later, spoiler, where it is physically there. So Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not like they... <laughs> but apparently they didn't fly it to Greece and then put it on top of, of a building for no reason. Right, yeah. Plus, yeah, structurally, I don't know if that would have been a good thing. Might have been a little risky. A little risky. So also going on in this episode is we're revealing now that Benoit Blanc maybe not invited. I'll be more than happy to oblige. Just... To be included and to to meet you. By Sir Miles Braun. (laughs) I hope not, sir. (laughs) Uh, You invited me. No, I didn't. Yeah, this is this is interesting. This this back and forth that they have where they, um, you know, uh, Blanc is has been invited he has an invitation well we haven't seen the invitation yet but Hmm. presumably he has an invitation he talks about receiving one of these special boxes like how how did he get one of these special boxes and i really like how the first multiple scenes of this movie are of people trying to figure out these puzzles and for him, it's just a throwaway line. You received a box? Yes. A wooden box was delivered to my home with some simple children's puzzles. Yeah, I love uh, Edward Norton's uh, reaction when he says that, where he kind of like shakes his head like, what? <laughs> simple. Yeah, we didn't see Daniel Craig get a puzzle in the beginning of the movie. So mystery to us as well. Indeed. But we did see somebody at the door with a box. So. Um... Oh, yes. So that was like the cutoff of where uh, Daniel Craig entered the story. Right. Yeah. And I guess we're learning something else about Miles Braun is that he didn't invite Benoit Blanc here. Right. He has no idea why he's there. And yet when they all show up, he doesn't show on his face or say anything to like reveal that he might not be totally in control of the situation doesn't seem confused that a person is there that maybe he wasn't expecting to be seeing there you know maybe that's relevant yeah that that's a good point i never i didn't think about that like he he really plays it very cool on the beach earlier in the movie uh where and it's really funny that like not everybody but a lot a a surprising number of characters in this movie know who this guy is on site (laughs) true yeah It's not just that New Yorker profile. Right. That you saw a tweet about. (laughs) So, yeah, apparently, like, he's famous enough to, I mean, he is, he does look like Daniel Craig. So it it may be that (laughs) he's he's got that face and that body that you're like, well, you recognize him. That's true. Yeah. I'm guessing maybe there were other features written about him after the events of the first film. Right. Somebody knows about like solving a ballerina's murder or something earlier on the dock. Or maybe they turned it into a film in that universe called Knives Out. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
everyone saw it because like what a fun popcorn movie to happen <laughs> right but it's based on an actual person's life yeah um, it's entirely possible when we saw it it wasn't based on a true story but when they saw it it was based on a true story someone else that looks kind of like daniel craig was playing uh, no, it was Wobble. uh it was pierce brosnan actually <laughs> good one yeah <laughs> what else you got for for this minute I don't know what else I have. Like the the next minute, there's some there's some good stuff. I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Uh, once I completed them, there was an invitation inside. Nice teaser for the next minute, uh, 27. Come back for that one, but also let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Nothing else to cover. I have a special question for you today, being mm-hmm. Monday. Did you see this film at the cinema during its one-week release? I did specifically because I knew that I was going to come back on this podcast. I was like, and I wanted to see it early because I had the opportunity. It was playing it at one of my local theaters. So I was like, well, I've got the opportunity. I've got the reason that I want to see it on the big screen. Uh, I got to see the first one in like a preview screening kind of thing. So I was like, I got to see it early. I got to see this one early too. And um, I didn't watch any trailers or anything for this one. So it was really... I had to see it just to, uh, you know, get that out of my system. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, I deliberately would push it out of my mind. Like, I didn't remember Ed Norton was in the movie, and he's one of my favorite actors. Like, just, just like, okay, don't actively remember anything about what you know about this movie. So, I had to go see it in theaters. Did you? I did. I did not. Unfortunately, I didn't even know that it was coming out for one week. I just assumed I would see it the next week. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But how was the reaction? How was the cinema going experience for you? It wasn't as interactive as as I felt Knives Out was. Mm. But um there was there was some good laughter. Um there was a few gasps. Uh there was a lot of confusion at the end where it said it was a Netflix movie. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, but, did Big Mouth start playing right after the movie? The, yeah, it just started automatically playing something else. It was really weird. Uh, <laughs> actually the credits like got really small like they just build that into the movie now it's really weird (laughs) are you still watching the office (laughs) yeah no it uh the crowd was was the crowd didn't know to be as into it as i know the preview crowd did like we got special tickets and stuff and you know there were no trailers or anything well this was more of a normal experience in fact i talked to a guy afterward and and he was just like, wait, huh, Netflix? And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is like a limited thing. You're one of like 2,000 people who's seen this movie. And he's like, oh. <laughs> people just went because they were just bored on a on a whatever night of the week that was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, and it had a really good turnout. Like, so if it was just a regular movie release, it was, it did really well in that screening. Yeah, I think. I would have loved to have seen it. Just catch all those little details, but bigger. All the yes. little details would be so. They big. were not little details. They were yeah. very large details. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that fingerprint on the glass. Exactly. Yeah. I solved. The, I I I figured it out. Like you know, right at the beginning because <laughs> <laughs> Janome's face. It was just really big. <laughs> um. Well. Thank you, Drew, for being on this episode. What are some places people can find you outside of this? Well, they can find me. Uh, I run uh, it, it, in the past. It was just Star Wars visual comparisons, but now it's just 
visual comparisons. You can find it at viscomps.com, V-I-S, V-I-S-C-O-M-P-S dot com. And I expanded my Star Wars visual comparisons to Star Trek The Motion Picture, uh, working on Blade Runner and Raiders of the Lost Ark, just categorizing all the little VFX changes that, uh, well, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, no one wants you to see because they're bad and also stupid. (laughs) Like between the versions? Right, exactly. Like, um, for example... You, you uh, on the UHDs of Raiders of the Lost Ark and all those, you know, they're like, oh, we recomposited the original effects. What they did was they cut like if Indiana Jones is against a background and there was some like you could see the mat line around him, they cut out Indiana Jones and made him fatter so that he covered up the mat lines, which I guess is a way to do it, but not the way that you would think if you were a you know multi million dollar company. <laughs> Did they stuff him full of digital cookies? I I think so. He did gain some weight, and uh, he went to a lot of websites and didn't clear out his cash. So he had yeah, yeah, a lot of digital cookies. I always accept all cookies. So if you're if you have extra cookies, it's an, it's an <laughs> <own to me. laughs> well, that sounds like a great website. Um, we got a Twitter for this show, which you should check out if you're still on Twitter. Go to at Glass Onion Min. That's all one word. Uh, all one word isn't part of it, but at Glass right. Onion Men. That's too many characters. Underscore all one word. <laughs> no, no, wait, what? No, no, just Glass uh, at Glass Onion Men. And oh, I guess uh, I guess you can find me on Calvin and Hobbscast, where I talk about every ship of Calvin and Hobbs, which uh, sounds amazing. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's a, it's a you know it's a visual medium, and I thought podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta understand in the third panel. Like, he's drawn slightly different. <laughs> that means something. If you want to watch someone with a deep appreciation for Calvin and Hobbes, very little art vocabulary, and very <laughs> sl- slight consistency in any aspect of his life, go over that strip. <laughs> there you go. You can uh, listen to that one. You're a good pitch man. I like to set the bar low. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye to, to, to you. All right, until tomorrow. Drew, <laughs> and then I'll... I'll also say goodbye to the audience. And from me, also goodbye. We'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday for Glass Onion Minute.